social media is a conversation starter. It's not the deal closer. Don't sell on social. But the long version of that is that in order to have a really killer social strategy, especially for a service-based business, to get people to know, like, and trust you, so build that trust to the point where they actually want to work with you, um, I find having three types of content. So value content, connection content, and promotion content. So basically value content is... Welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast, where we guide natural health and wellness experts through the pitfalls of marketing. Each episode, you'll learn simple, effective, easily actionable, and heart-centered marketing strategies. And here's your host, Angus Pike. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast. Now, our guest today is Stevie Dillon. Now, Stevie is an ex-lawyer turned social media marketer, and she has a fabulous mission that's perfect for us today, and that mission is to educate and inspire passionate business people, that's us, on how to lift their social media game so they can build the practices, in our case, and life that we've always wanted. Now, Stevie also hosts her own fabulous podcast called the Steve. Now, I practice this so many times, Stevie. It's such a mouthful for me. Stevie <laughs> says social podcast. It debuted at number two on the Apple charts, which is no mean feat. It's regularly uh, in the top 10. Uh, so, gang, we have a real expert on our hands here today. So, Stevie, welcome to the Marketing Your Practice podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, I'm very excited to have you here. Now, for those listeners that don't yet know lots about you, can you tell us a little bit about this story from lawyer to social media marketer to the whiz that you are nowadays? Yeah, it's a little bit of a... Uh sideward step so it's completely different to what I was originally doing so I used to be a solicitor so I studied uh, way back in the day as a planning and environment law solicitor so I was working on completely different things to what I'm doing now and did that for a few years went to London worked in law came back and just wanted to do something where I actually had client contact because I was spending all of my days locked in a back room, writing notes and things for senior solicitors. And I was like, okay, what can I do that I'll absolutely love? And I was like, you know what? Marketing might be it. And so ended up kind of going down that route, did a few years in different marketing roles and learned as much as I could about the online stuff, which is what I loved. And then from there, uh, started up Stevie Says Social, which is a bit of a tongue twister, but <laughs> he did really well with that. And yeah, so for basically the last three years, I started off as service-based, so helping people out with social media management and strategy, and I've moved into online. So now I offer training courses, basically help people to lift their social media game. Yeah. Now, I'm sure the Stevie Says Social is not as difficult as what I made it to be. It was probably that I practiced it so many <laughs> times beforehand that I got all my good ones out. Yeah. This happened too. Now, today we're going to talk about kind of the four essential ingredients for social media success, which I know my audience is, is really keen to kind of find out because like so many of us, that uh, we get lost in this world of social media and we either spend too many hours on there, it's ineffective, we've invested time, we've invested money for no return and constantly I hear people telling me it just doesn't work for service providers, insert mm. chiropractor or naturopath or Chinese med practitioner, but it does work 
and, and particularly I'd really like your take on what are the four ingredients that will help us be successful? So I hear the same thing all the time as well. I hear, and especially from service providers. So it seems like it's a really easy path if you're in, you know, e-commerce or you have a product-based business where it's a really tangible product that you sell. But I get the same thing as well. I have so many people come to me, um, a lot of lawyers, a lot of people that are in, you know, health and fitness, and they'll say, I don't know how to make it work for me. And I look into what they're doing and generally they're doing the hard sell on social media. So what my biggest kind of um, tip is, is that social media at the end of the day is a conversation starter, not a deal closer. So you need to make sure that you're being really uh, helpful and building that no like and trust factor to get people from never having heard about you to being the person that you want to work with. And after kind of telling so many people the same thing, I was like, you know what? I feel like there's a framework that I can help people with that basically condenses the how. So how you actually go through doing that. And that's what the four essential ingredients are. And so basically what I was finding is that if somebody was coming to me and they were saying, Stevie, social media doesn't work. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. It was one of four things. So it was basically they didn't have their brand sorted and I'll go through kind of each of the four elements, but just so you know what they are, mm. they didn't have their brand sorted. They didn't have the social media and content piece sorted. They didn't have a simple sales funnel. So a process from getting people from never having heard about you on social media all the way through to buying from you and, or they didn't have traffic. So they were posting all day, every day on their own social media accounts not getting anywhere and um, weren't getting new eyeballs to their socials. So they're basically the four elements that I was finding. And uh, yeah, it was either one or it was a couple or it was all four that they needed to work on in terms of getting them all fixed up. Yeah, Stevie, I, I, I sometimes, like I feel like just jumping up with excitement now saying, great, <laughs> I love that framework. Like, yes, tell me more because it's what I see and there's some things in there too. I've got to admit the branding one, which if maybe we start there because yeah. when I look through your Instagram and even it's just beautiful and, I, and I'm like, you know, the colours match and all those kind of things there too. Um, and, and there is that because I come I, a bit like you, I fell in love with marketing sort of 10 or 12 years ago. I was a chiropractor before, but yeah. I just love marketing. And I came from a little bit of a kind of direct response type sort of background there where branding's manding, you know, it was like, you know, What's, what difference does a logo make? And look, colours yeah. aren't important, those kind of things there too. But I'm really seeing now with a lot of these visual type sort of mediums. So can you talk about branding? Why is it important? What elements go into great branding and, and how does that help? Yes. So branding is my passion. I have absolute love hard eyes for it because it's kind of, it's the intangible part, right? So you can do all of the technical things you need to to get your socials sorted, follow all of the tactics, do all of the direct response stuff. But if you don't have the brand piece sorted, it's the reason why your social media and your marketing will fall flat. You'll never be able to put your finger on why because it's not one of those really kind of uh, solid things. So there's two elements to it basically. So if you uh, put together a logo and think you have your branding sorted, you're going down the wrong path. So the first thing that you need to do, even before 
you sort out your visuals, you sort out your logo, you sort out your copy and all of that sort of thing is you need to know three things. So you need to know why you're different to everyone else in your industry, what your big point of difference is. You need to know what your purpose and your mission is. So why is it that you're doing what you're doing over and above making money? And you need to know what your brand personality is. So they're the three kind of key parts to getting your brand sorted. And when I say brand personality, basically what I mean is what are five words that really sum up what your business is all about? So for me, I love, you know, my, basically my brand words are intelligence and fun. So I want it to be fun, but I want everything I do to be really super intelligent. And I make sure that everything that I do then is completely in line with that. So once you've got that sorted, that's kind of like the, the back end of branding then you can actually do the fun stuff. So you can go, okay, I need to get my visuals sorted and I need to get my words sorted. So they're the two most important things when it comes to social. And so basically that's things like making sure that your colors are consistent with your brand personality, making sure that everything that you're doing, every single touch point on your socials is consistent with the three things that you've identified. And then when it comes to things like your copy, if you know what your mission is and what your purpose is and why you're different to every other, say, chiropractor in your industry, then it makes it so easy to write things like social media captions because you don't need to do the hard sell. You're just literally telling stories that always point back to what those things are. So Stevie, I'm sure because given that you've coached so many people through this, you know, if I'm talking to a chiropractor, for instance, and I'm saying, like, why should I choose you? What's different about you? It's something that many of them struggle with, not just chiropractors, yep. but you can name too. across kind of service industries. How can you help our audience find those things? One of the best sort of little pieces of advice that I often give is listen to what people are saying about your business. So if you identify who your best clients are, talk to them about why they chose you. So literally you could survey them, you could ask them, you could put it into your kind of workflow and processes, but that's the best way to go about it. Because what you'll find is that people will either work with you for one of two reasons. Number one, price. And you don't want those people. Yes. Um, and number two, they want to work with you because there's something that sets you apart from every other chiropractor. And so if you listen to those people, they'll generally tell you, they'll say, you know, I really felt like I resonated with, you know, your personality, for example, or I really felt like you were the expert because I had checked out your blogs and your things beforehand. I really felt like, you know, they'll tell you, rather than you kind of going, what is it that makes me different? Because often you can't see it when it's you, you know? Stevie, is it, I know when people tend to be making decisions, I often hear that they make a decision emotionally and then they justify it with logic. We're really looking for the emotion behind it rather than the logical eye, you're close around the corner and I like your hours. Is that fair to say? Yeah, a hundred percent. So and this is, this is true across the board. So basically people 100%, and I say this all the time as well, you're speaking my language, <laughs> people justify um, in terms of their emotions. So they'll, they'll kind of go, 
I'm, I've decided that I'm going to work with this person because um, they're the best person for me. But the reason why they're doing that is because they're justifying the fact that they're at a premium price point, for example, right? So you really need to think about the so what factor. So mm -hmm. basically what it is, if it was a product-based business, it would be the difference between features and benefits. Yes. So you could say that I am, uh, you know, the most qualified chiropractor in my area. So what? Okay. I'm the most qualified chiropractor in my area, which means that and then you get to the benefit and that is what is the absolute gold when it comes to your marketing because people want an outcome. They want their problems solved. They don't care about what it is that you do. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And it's that old kind of thing of, you know, why do we buy a drill piece? You know, is it, is it for the hole that we really want? We don't want the drill piece, we want the hole. And then I guess in Seth Godin, his recent book, even kind of took it that step further. He said, look, we want the hole so we can hang a picture of my family. You know, we can start to layer it with this too. Oh, yes. Is this something, Stevie, do we have to have this sorted from day one or can it be a little bit of a work in process, sorry, in progress <laughs> as well? 100%. Yeah, that's the, you know, it's the hardest thing. And I actually remember sitting down to do it for my own business and I was like, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to, for example, write my purpose statement. So why am I in business over and above making money? And I teach people this all day, every day, right? And I actually sat down to write and it's one sentence. Like I recommend that you do it in one sentence. And I sat down and I had nothing. So, <laughs> and I was like, oh God. And I think what it is, is you want it to be perfect right off the bat. And so what you'll find is that you refine things over time. So the best thing to do is to sit down and actually just write out almost like literally what comes into your mind. What is it that's my brand personality? What is it that I'm really passionate about? What is it that I think makes me different? And get it all down on a piece of paper and then put it away and come back to it a week later and refine it from there. And I'm not saying it will be finalized a week later. I'm, you know, two and a half years in and I'm still refining mine. But the fact that you're actually putting the time and the attention into it will absolutely pay off when it comes to things like social media, where you absolutely you just can't get away with advertising in the traditional sense. You need to be really clear on those things if you want to get traction. Yeah, I, I like that. And it's been my experience too of constantly growing and evolving in, you know, as my personal mission statement, you know, how I express that through my businesses as well. And I just, I don't want our audience to get paralyzed to think that you have to come up with these beautiful two words like Stevie did when she was talking about before in terms of intelligent and fun. And maybe you could borrow those to begin with. And then you might find that that intelligent looks like something different for you. And, and to, but to start to think about them, I think is a, a great spot to at least to kind of springboard from. And then, so once we've kind of developed those things too, because that when I look through your social media feed, particularly through Instagram, I noticed that there's a synergy in terms of the colours, the filters that are there, the way the content, um, and, and that obviously then makes sense when you've done that previous work too, but is that just as important of the branding, those kind of things as well? Yeah, totally. And it actually just makes it so much easier. So like, that's a really good point with my colours and things. So... I knew that my, um, you know, one of my brand personality words was fun. So the practical way of actually putting together uh, 
a brand on social media that reflects that. So what I did is I said, okay, fun. What are some other words that really kind of encapsulate that word? So I put down vibrant, I put down beach, tropical, a few other words, right? Mm -hmm. And then I went to Pinterest and I typed all of those words into Pinterest and a whole heap of images come up. And you'll know that you're on the right track if you see those images and you're like, yes, when I look at those images, that is what I kind of want the personality of my brand to be. Then go through and cull, you know, nine of those images, download them onto your desktop, put them onto a bit of a mood board, and then make sure that everything that you post in terms of your visuals on your social media accounts absolutely reflect what's on that inspiration mood board. So you'll find that there's two or three colors that will tend to stand out. You'll find that uh, you'll start to select things like really vibrant colors, for example, for fun. So you'll make sure that all of your, you know, your colors um, in terms of your photography are vibrant. You, um, I always recommend that you do a professional photo shoot. So you can even hand that off to a photographer to get some great lifestyle images that are in line with that. And that's how it all kind of comes together. So you're doing these exercises around choosing your brand personality words, but then you can actually choose your colors, your fonts, your photography, everything from that. And then it's just literally making sure that it's consistent across every single touch point on social media. Is there something, can, is there, uh, you know, is there somewhere online that we can go to kind of help us with this as well? Is there something a graphic designer could even help us out within the early days of saying, here's the colors, here's the fonts that you use, just make sure you, is there a way to incorporate that into it also? You can actually, so Canva is a free graphic design software and I love it. It's, you know, really good for uh, templates that are already pre-designed. Mm -hmm. So what I like to do, they've actually got a really good uh, function where you can go in and they'll actually give you um, some colour boards and some mood boards and things that are pre-done. So you can actually go through and say, okay, I want a colour palette that's kind of like muted because I want to be a really trusted, reliable source in my industry, for example. And you can go into Canva and you can get all of those kind of pre-done colours so that, you know, if you're not the graphic designer and it's not your specialty, you might get it wrong. So you can actually go and get those off there. And then you can use, you know, a graphic design free software platform like Canva to choose two or three templates, for example, that you're going to use consistently across the board and you use those colours and that's a DIY, DIY way of doing it without having to go to a graphic designer to start off with. Mm. Yeah. And will Canva help with fonts and text and stuff like that as well or do you have any kind of hacks that will help? Yeah, with so Canva's good for that as well. So they actually have font pairing. So they've got... I think it's just a blog post. You could probably um, Google it. It's like Canva font pairings or whatever, but they'll give you. So what I recommend with your fonts is that you have one heading font and one body font to make it easy. And you consistently use that across the board. So what I find on Instagram, especially is, you know, people are using quote graphics and a whole heap of different things in different fonts and different colors. And it just visually doesn't look very good when it's all put together. So they have a really good resource where they recommend, you know, the heading fonts that go with the body fonts. And you would literally select one that suits your brand personality, select the colours that suit your brand personality and you're off and running. Yeah, great. I feel like I want to stop this interview right now and go over to Canva. 
So, which I don't. And if you're listening, don't do that either. Because there'll be more of these. Because I'm a fan of Canva also, but I didn't know about either of those things there. So I'm yeah. excited to go and check that out. Okay. The treasure trove. So let's assume that we're feeling a little bit more comfortable about uh, you know, getting our brand sorted and that being one of the essential ingredients. So once we've got onto that, that's one of the mistakes that people often make. What's, what's our next one? So that takes us into social media and content, which makes sense when we're talking about social media, right? But a lot of people start with the social media without having the brand stuff sorted. So once you've got the brand side sorted, you're ahead of the pack. So that's when you kind of can go, okay, let's have a look at the social media tactics and then the content that we're going to put on our social media accounts. And I might focus on content because that's one where everyone gets stuck. What do I post? How do I get people to like my photos? How do I get engagement? All of that sort of thing. And going back to what I said before, like the golden rule, if you take nothing else away from this podcast is social media is a conversation starter. It's not the deal closer. Don't sell on social. But the long version of that is that in order to have a really killer social strategy, especially for a service-based business, to get people to know, like, and trust you, so build that trust to the point where they actually want to work with you, um, I find having three types of content. So value content, connection content, and promotion content. So basically value content is content that's helping people. So almost giving your very best advice away for free to become the go-to person in your industry and for people to really, without having any doubt in their mind, know that you are the person that they want to work with because you know your stuff. But that's not enough because if there's five people that are all really competent chiropractors, for example, how do people then choose between those five people? that's connection content. So that's actually putting content on social media that's creating a connection with your ideal client. So you need to know who that person is. You need to know your brand personality. And then you need to create content that creates connections. So what I mean by that is uh, content that is likely to get engagement. And the best type of content along those lines is what's called digital storytelling. So mm -hmm actually telling stories that, um, you know, showcase the behind the scenes of what it is that you do. Showcase, you know, why it is that you absolutely love what it is that you do. Telling stories around what your actual um, job is and what your profession is that gives people more of an insight into who you are and what your brand is all about. And if you do that well, so if you do value content and connection content 75% of the time, you basically earned the right to promote 25% of the time. And so that's the promotion content. So I'm wondering here, Stevie, because I, I notice often over on my business kind of page, sometimes if I'm out for a walk with my German shepherd and I post the two of us going for a walk and invariably a picture of him, I seem to get way more engagement with that kind <laughs> of content as opposed to me saying, you know, here's five ways to make a video, you know, that, that's yeah. like that. Um, dogs and puppies uh, yes. sorry puppies and babies yeah <laughs> like, why am I doing this other stuff I'm just going to make it like a dog channel that I, yeah. <laughs> I think to have people way more interested totally I, I'm guessing we've got to make sure that we have all three so when we get into that promotional content 
what might that look like? If I was a service provider, I'm, you know, let's say I'm a chiropractor and I'm, you know, making some great short videos, maybe about how to set up your desk or how to stretch your lower back. And, um, you know, and then I'm sharing some behind the scenes inside my practice and what I had for lunch. And then 25% of the time I'm allowed to pitch. What, what might a pitch look like? So there's a good way to sell and there's a bad way to sell on social media. So basically you'll find, so engagement when it comes to social, especially Facebook and Instagram, so likes, comments and shares is the lifeblood of social media. So you could have a million followers, but if you're not getting people liking, commenting, engaging with your posts, Mm. they actually won't be seen by those people. So What you want to do is like your value content and your connection content will generally get the engagement. You'll find that there's less engagement on your promotion content, but you still want to be strategic about it. So you don't want to do the hard sell. You still want to structure your promotion content in a way that is attractive to people. So what do I mean by that? Basically what I mean is, and there's different types of promotion content, right? So it's not always just promoting your uh, service. It can be a call to action to get people onto your email list or basically anything that's not providing value or adding connection. But yeah, basically when it comes to your promotion content, if you can still craft it in a way that looks like connection or promotion uh, connection or value content but just has a call to action at the end inviting people to take the next step yeah it's much more likely to get the engagement but then also get people to take action so i guess what i'm saying is don't have really strongly salesy uh content even in your promotion content so does that does that explain yeah, it? totally so yeah. often the, can i can i the way that we often suggest to do it and i would really love your feedback on there yeah if I did, let's just go back to that example before that i talked about how to set your desk up properly at work so maybe i said you know it was a, a an insta story or something that i did on you know four tips to set your desk up to decrease neck and shoulder pain and i could go through one two three four and at the end my call to action or my promotion would be hey listen if you've got neck and shoulder pain and you've already done these kind of things and you're not getting results we love working with those kind of people and we've had great results with them literally for the last 20 years you can give Elise at the front desk a call on 96461414 and we would love to help you. As always, gang, keep well. See you soon. Would that be something? Yeah, that would work really well. And what I'm finding actually when you specifically mention Instagram stories, one thing that's actually working really well instead of leading people off, because the traditional way of you know putting promotion content out there is you know, here's the phone number or here's the email address or go and download this thing and actually getting people off the platform. One thing that's working really well at the moment is getting people into direct message on Instagram. So actually say like, send me a direct message now. I'd love to have a chat to you about X, Y, Z. And then you're just, they're still on Instagram. It's not so much of a leap to get them to call, but they'll have that initial chat with you. They're in a private kind of environment and then you can chat to them really kind of conversationally and lead them towards whatever your call to action is that's working extremely well at the moment love it i'm going to implement that one this week we often talk about one of the biggest challenges we see so many practitioners having is they ask for marriage on the first date but like yeah like wait 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 for that like you know it's not something that we would do if it was a dating strategy you know i have to be careful yeah yeah but that i love that (laughs) idea of just 
what's the next little step that is really safe for them to take. And I could see as a consumer that that would be way easier than me reaching out and having to make a phone call. Um, yeah, and even if you still did want to use that kind of voice, you can actually do voice memos now inside Instagram stories. So one thing that depending like if it's your ideal client and if it's something that suits them, um, depending on, you know, like things like demographics, it doesn't suit some audiences. But one thing that works really well is to get people into Instagram DM. You can actually then send them a voice note, say, hey, thanks so much for your message, blah, 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 blah. And it surprises them. They're like, oh, thank you so much for taking the time to actually personally contact me. And, you know, it's just that kind of extra step. Yeah, I like it. Great, great, great. So the take-home message, gang, when we're doing sharing our content is value-driven. There too, some stuff that personal, and you kind of call that connection, and then into our promotion. Yes? Correct. Yeah, they're the three things. So that's in terms of content um, and just making sure that, Really, your only job when it comes to that social media side of the four essential elements, your only job is to lift engagement and to get people from being a complete stranger to warming up a little bit. It's not to kind of get people any further than that. Yeah. Stevie, are there ways in what we write um, in the descriptions in our, uh, there, that will help to stimulate more engagement? Are there things that I make sure that I should kind of have in there? Yeah, so there's two different types of calls to action. So you can either have um, like a soft call to action, which is generally inviting people to engage with your posts. So um, one way that works really well on Facebook at the moment is actually asking people questions because people love to give their input on things, for example. So that's one way of kind of doing it in a really kind of simple way. And then there's kind of the more hard calls to action, which is getting people to take an action off social media. So it just depends on whether you've got to think with all of your calls to action, do you want engagement or do you want people to take a hard action? So I'd kind of halve them in terms of the two different types of calls to action that you're asking people. And right. you can have it on pretty much every single one of your posts. So yes. all of your posts can have either a soft or a hard call to action. Right. And so that hard call to action in our case might be, hey, ring my office, head on Correct. over to my website, download this form, go and do something. Yep. Our soft call to action is, you know, maybe... Inviting people to comment. What do you yes. think? You know, what's your thoughts on X, Y, Z? Have you had experience with this? And what, yeah, what always works the best is asking people for their advice on things because people love to give their input into different things. Yes. Yeah, don't we just love that too? So uh, we all like to kind of put our two bobs worth in as well. <laughs> Let's head on into ingredient number three. Uh, what's our third ingredient for social media success? Third ingredient is selling system, so a sales funnel. So basically you've got your brand sorted, you've got your social media and content where you're not being salesy. Now it's like, okay, cool. How do I get people from liking, engaging, following me on social? How do I actually get them off social media to make a sale and so that's having a sales funnel in place which and the traditional sales funnel right is um you know going from social media into a valuable freebie that you exchange your email address for into you know a series of emails to lead people through to an offer so it can be a offer for you know a consultation call or whatever it is but it's just having that really kind of 
solid process that follows the customer journey. So taking people from stranger to acquaintance to friend to best friend. And best friend is when they're actually, okay, cool, I'm going to do business with you. I trust this person, but it's a process and it starts on social, but very, very rarely does it end on social, you know, the exception, of course, is things like Facebook remarketing. But organic social media is the conversation starter. Then you need to get people off social, develop the relationship with them, and then finally make an offer. Yeah, and I think I want our audience to really understand what Stevie said then. So if we're failing on social media, it's because we're expecting everything to happen there. Mm. It's a bit like expecting, you know, we go back to that dating analogy. If everything's going to happen in the bar, it's not. You know, there's follow-up lunches and nights away and weekends and holidays, and we need to move it out of that environment for the simple reason is that in, even if you're getting terrific engagement, social media is like a really fast flowing river. You drop something in there and unless they're there at that exact moment, they miss it. And so there are other mediums that we can bring in, whether they be email or even, mm. you know, there's chat and instant messaging mm. and other kind of ways there too, where we have better engagement. We're more likely to be able to get in front of them in a more reproducible kind of way. Is that a fair summary? Yeah, like I guess the difference between social media and, you know, another platform like Google is that people aren't on Facebook to uh, make an immediate buying decision. So the difference, I guess, is, you know, if they're on Google and they're searching, just using chiropractors, I'm pulling them out as an example, but yes. chiropractor Brisbane, for example, they're ready, like they've they've got that intent, they're ready to make a purchase. And when it comes to in marketing speak, the customer journey, they're right at the pointy end and they're ready to kind of hit the go button. When it comes to Facebook and Instagram and pretty much any social media channel, they're not at the pointy end. They're right at the very top. So you're literally uh, competing with their friends and their family in the newsfeed. And so if you're going on there and you're being super, super salesy, it's like when you go to a networking party and you know those annoying people that come up and they're like, really nice to meet you and they put the business card in your hand and they start talking about their business and you're just annoyed by them. You don't want to be that person when it comes to Facebook, Instagram, any social media platform. And so it's really important that you warm them up on social. It's like that really kind of public forum, getting to know them. And then you take them off social media to do that more of the hard sell because you're leading people closer to uh, you know, making a decision. They're not there yet like they are on somewhere like Google. Yeah. I want to contend, Stevie, you just don't want to be that person full stop, even if you, you are yeah. the meeting <laughs> person. It very rarely if ever kind of works from there as well. Let's move on to the fourth ingredient as well. What's our fourth ingredient for this social media success? So it's eyeballs or traffic, basically. So it's so, and this is, I mentioned it before, but it's a really, really big one. So you could be posting the best content on your social media platforms to your 100, 500, 1,000 followers over and over. And that is important for nurturing your existing um, audience, right? But if you're not actually proactively getting off your own social media accounts and going to where your ideal client is hanging out on social, then you're never going to grow and you're never going to get new leads in and you're never going to kind of build in terms of new people. So that's what traffic is all about. It's all about knowing who it is, who's your ideal client, that person that you really want to work with and then profiling them going, okay, cool. So 
Which platforms are they using? Which Facebook groups are they in? What other people do they follow? What interests do they have? And you can take all of that information and you can put together a traffic strategy to basically be where those people are and get them back over to your own social media accounts where you can have that awesome content and you're nurturing them. Okay. So can we work through maybe like a little example? Let's just say that we're talking lots about chiropractors and that this chiropractor, her interest is really working with young mums. Um, and, you know, these young mums are into kind of yoga and Pilates and they love wearing Lululemon. They like to kind of walk their babies up and down kind of the beach each and every day. Um, <laughs> Sounds like well. me. <laughs> yes. So, we're, and, and then we, so we've gone and found some different sites where they're kind of hanging out online to other groups. How do I engage with them or how would this person, how would she engage with them in a way to kind of bring them back to her socials? So there's a whole heap of different ways and my mind is actually just exploding with ideas for this person. <laughs> but so probably for somebody like that, um, a few different ways that you could go about doing it. Number one, are there people on social media, other people in the local area that have a following on Instagram that that person is following? If so, can you potentially look at doing some sort of Instagram influencer collaboration with that person where you're basically either paying them or doing a, you know, a collaboration that's of mutual benefit to create some sort of content and get them to basically post on their account to very aligned followers to basically draw them back over to your account. Another example, can you... Um, think about, you know, for example, if they love Lululemon and they love a heap of other kind of, you know, activewear brands, for example, you can serve Facebook ads to mothers of uh, newborns and under two-year-olds with an interest in Lululemon living in Brisbane, uh, as an wow. example. Yeah. Are there other local businesses that are on Instagram or Facebook that you can look at running a joint competition with and cross-pollinating your followers? Can you do an Instagram live with those people, you know, and cross-pollinate your followers that way? Um, there are so many different ways to go about it. Facebook groups is another one. So are there, you know, mums and bubs community groups that you can, you know, look to do some sort of collaboration with? You just need to be really kind of clear on where those people are, what their interests are, and then where, what can I actually do in terms of, going out to where those people are to kind of bring them back to my account. So how would you suggest, so Stevie, let's just say that, you know, there's a yoga studio down the road that is full of the mums that I love to look after or this, this chiropractor that we we're talking about her before. And they have a great Instagram account that they're posting on there all the time, again, full of the audience that, that I would like to get in front of. Mm. How would you suggest that she heads down and begins that relationship that ended up with the end result of her either contributing or, or you know, one way. How, how do you build that relationship? How do you start the ball rolling with that end result in mind? Yeah, so a more, I guess, a practical example. I was working with a Pilates instructor last week and she's opening up a new studio. And so she was looking to collaborate with other local businesses. So she has 
done a collaboration with an activewear company that's just down the road from her. So they're doing a joint competition on social media and she just contacted them, said, because it always needs to be of mutual benefit, right? So it needs to be of benefit to you and it needs to be of benefit to the other person as well. So if you can come up with an idea that's of mutual benefit and contact them, as long as you're in similar but non-competing industries, that is the key. Mm -hmm. So it wouldn't be too necessarily yoga studios, you know, doing this same thing together but chiropractor yoga studio similar but non-competing similar audiences if you have an idea that's of mutual benefit you just need to contact them and talk to them about it it's as simple as that and I've honestly gotten the best results with local collaborations with other local businesses they work so so well because you've both got the same audience you're both doing something for mutual benefit and it's just such a great organic way to cross-pollinate your followers. So Instagram Lives is a perfect example of this. So you, for example, could do um, an Instagram Live with a, uh, you know, with a yoga studio where you're both talking about something that's adding value to your followers. And when you do that, it actually will show up in the Instagram Live feed of both accounts. So when you go live, it will show up in both. And so anyone that's on their account will see that checking it out, come over, follow you, and it works naturally like that. Yeah, great. And I think, I, I know my experience is, if I'm communicating with somebody that I want to do collaborative marketing with, if I can communicate to them in a way that what's in it for them, you know, that old whiff on there too, then they're wanting the same thing that you are. You know, the Pilates studio down the road wants to be introduced to more people also. And if they don't, then there's another Pilates studio somewhere that does. And I really like, you know, if we go forwards all the time, my advice is always this, just be cool and helpful. Like that's it. Yeah. If you always yeah. be cool and helpful when you're reaching out to people as far as this local community marketing, it'll pay off. Maybe not with everybody, but you'll get there pretty damn quickly. Yeah. And you just need to make it easy for them as well. So yeah. the easier you can make it for the person number one to say yes and then to really easily roll it out you need to make it a no-brainer you know what i mean like it just needs to be you go to them you've got this idea i've got all of the material this is what i need from you are you keen is this something like something you'd you know be interested in doing and if it's a no it's a no but i've had very few no's from sort of those local marketing initiatives like that especially when there's benefit for them yeah it's such a you know i'm kind of thinking back it's such a beautiful framework that you've shared and i'm sure you have the same people coming to you you know that are wanting look i i i want results tomorrow and i'm sure there are parts of this that will give people very quick results but really when they put it all together and it's the same that you know as practitioners we get frustrated when patients come to us that you know have had 20 years of a terrible lifestyle and are broken down and wonder why they're not well within a week it's the same gang with your social media with your instagram with your facebook the whole thing there too this is a process and uh, you know what stevie's done here is shared a really great kind of step-by-step -step framework that'll kind of help you through all of that as well stevie there's if someone hands on over to your um your website there's a little kind of boot camp that you have that kind of dives in even deeper to this is that that's right yeah it dives exactly into this actually <laughs> so yes, okay. it's pretty much exactly what we've spoken about but in a bit sort of more detail uh at stevie says social.com forward slash boot camp yes is it boot camp or join the boot camp join the boot camp works as well <laughs> <laughs> anyway either or 
I'll make sure that I have links in along the podcast show here. There's a bunch of things that Stevie has, has talked about too. I've become quite a stalker of Stevie over this last month when I heard you <laughs> on another podcast and follow what you do. And I, I know that, you know, when you talked about what's important in terms of intelligent and fun, and there's a real integrity to what you share that I like as well. It is playing the long game. It's going first. It's delivering value. And I think that that'll really uh, resonate with a lot of the listeners of my podcast too. And I, I want to really encourage them. If you're not already, then jump on onto your Instagram in particular. Search for Stevie uh, Says Social um, and follow her through there as well. And then be sure to jump over to her website, same name there. And then start to with the boot camp. But there's a bunch of freebies that she has there as, as well. So Stevie, in kind of winding things up today, and do you have any kind of summary thoughts to kind of share with our audience to kind of help that, you know, you talk about that mission of helping service or, 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 you know, businesses get to that next level in their life and their business as well. So any kind of final thoughts there as well? Yeah, I guess the biggest um, roadblock that I see, especially when you get a whole heap of information, like you've gotten in a podcast like this today, it can be really overwhelming and you don't really know where to start. I think it's best to do one thing at a time. And I think this works for social media strategy in general. It's so easy. Even I do it working in social media to be distracted by the uh, sparkly squirrels and to try messenger bots and this thing and this thing. But if you can literally take it back to basics, pick one or two platforms where your ideal client is hanging out and just one step at a time, make sure that you've got the foundations right so your brand and your content and then you're doing one or two things in terms of driving traffic stick with those things for at least 90 days if it's working great keep doing it if not change it it's as simple as that it's not trying all of the new things and getting overwhelmed and doing nothing because I see that happen a lot yeah, Stevie, that's beautiful thoughts. Thank you for all that you do. Thanks for helping my crew save more lives. So gang, if you haven't already, then head on over. Stevie says social. Get on there, make sure that you follow all of her on the social platforms as well. Stevie, thanks for being so incredibly generous with your time today and then also with your wisdom. And I hope to see you again soon. Thank you so much for having me. That's great. See you soon, Stevie. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come and check out the Community Influencer Program. It's my monthly coaching program where we take all this material and I'll work one-on-one -on -one with you to apply, implement, systematize, and help guide you and your practice to the next level. Now you can join me on over at adiomedia.com forward slash join. That's adiomedia.com forward slash join. I'd love to see you in there.